Welcome to the Weird and Remarkables podcast, where we're celebrating our inspiring people and culture at Wood. My name is Lisa Clark, and today we are joined by Josh Coombs. Welcome to the podcast. Can you start by just telling us a bit more about yourself? Thanks, Lisa, and pleasure to be here. Um, yes, I've been at Wood now for 10, uh, 10 years. Um, started my career um, off the back of a, a degree in aerospace engineering um, out of Adelaide University. Um, I worked in the defence sector uh, for a number of years, got a Master's of Marine Engineering, and that was kind of the springboard to getting me um, across to, to Wood as a subsea engineer. Um, across, uh, I guess, sort of my career at Wood so far, I started out as a subsea engineer, moved into integrity management for a time, and and then have most sort of recently um, been uh, have moved into the project management um, area, and then since July, um, I've recently been appointed Consulting's Global Staffing uh, Director, which is the role that I now sit in. Awesome. So you've had a pretty um, pretty varied career at Wood for sure, and um, you know I picked up there that you studied aerospace engineering, which is quite interesting. Um, so yeah, I was just wondering if you could tell us. A little bit more about that and maybe like what your ambitions were when you were growing up. Sure. Yeah. So uh, originally yeah, engineering wasn't, uh, I guess, the, the career path that I'd, I'd sort of chosen for myself. Um, I, I had aspirations um, out of school uh, to become a, a pilot um, in, in the Air Force. Um, so I, I actually went through uh, a screening process um, with the Air Force at the time. Uh, unfortunately, wasn't selected on leadership grounds. Um, and then that sort of um, carried me through into um, uh, basically a, a university degree in aerospace engineering because I still had that keen interest, um, but unfortunately the Air Force routes um, was no longer available. Um, so it was, yeah, born out of sort of a keen interest in in, in aviation, which is something that I, I sort of carried through for a number of years um, uh, just outside of school um, where at at one point, I had a, a pilot's license. Although, since then, with with family and and other time commitments, um, yeah, sadly that's that's uh, not happening as as much as I would have hoped. It's really interesting, though. Um, cool that you cool that you studied that, but it's uh, I'm sure it set you up well um, for your career as well. So we you mentioned you've had quite a varied career at Wood. Um, how do you think you know your experience has helped shape your career? Yeah, so I, I, I'd almost say the off the back of of that that experience um, with the screening and and sort of not being successful on on leadership grounds, I think that really that really put a fire under me um, to basically develop um, my own leadership um, abilities and, and, and skills and, and really sort of focus in on on that and also supporting um, people uh, through through their development um, so I guess the it was interesting coming off the back of um, an aerospace engineering degree um, in Adelaide at the time it was Across Australia it, it was actually <laughs> probably one of the one of the smallest industries if not completely non-existent so I ended up going into defense working on submarines so so quite different but what that I guess in terms of from a career perspective um you know if I hadn't gone that route I wouldn't have ended up necessarily at would as a subsea engineer so I think it, off the back of that um 
you know, the, it, it's taken me um, into a good spot uh, in terms of um, yeah, joining uh, joining Wood there. But I, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I, I think it was it was kind of a, a, a bit of a wake up call um, at that point to really sort of focus in on it and sort of work on my own leadership abilities. Yeah, for sure. It really sounds like it gave you give you that motivation as well. Um, so you've been with quite a long time. What what would you say has made you stay for so long? Yeah, so I think it's the it's the opportunities. So I enjoy, I guess, working on you know a varied um, uh, sort of a variance of, of tasks, sort of having um, uh, that, that that sort of curiosity to sort of look into uh, into new things. So woods always offer that up. Um, it's it's not to say that it's sort of offered up on a plate. You, you know, you need, you need to chase um, chase these things and sort of push for them with your with your line managers um, as well as your mentors. But what I've found over the years is that Woods always delivered uh, from that perspective, from a career development um, perspective. So I think that that's probably one of the key things that's that, that's kept me at Wood. Um, that and you know just some of the interesting. Um, uh, projects uh, that we do. So, um, coming off the back, so I managed to spend, uh, was lucky enough to spend five years um, in the UK uh, from 2016 through to 2022 ish. Um, and during that time, we were working on um, the largest automation uh, project globally um, at that time for TCO Future Growth Project. So, it's it, it's also not only just the opportunities, but also the opportunity to work on what are truly, um, you know, globally world-class um, uh, projects. So that's always kept me interested and, yeah, hence why I've stayed. Mm -hmm. Definitely. The the um, variation uh, throughout your career is, keeps, things, keeps things interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it does. You mentioned, um, you know, some projects and things you've worked on and, um, you know, digitalization is one of its key drivers. Um, could you speak about how some of the maybe current or past projects you've worked on are, are bringing value through digitalization? Sure. So TCOs, uh, I mean, a good, a good example um, uh, there where we were responsible, as in Wood was responsible for delivering uh, the process automation system uh, for um, a, a massive um, expansion of uh, Tengiz Chevrolet's um, facilities there in, in Kazakhstan. So that's basically you know pulling all of the data from your your physical equipment um, that's out in the field, um, pulling all that data together um, into a, a viewpoint that operators can sit in a control room, you know, several kilometers away. They can actually manage the um, uh, manage the plants and that way through the work that we've been doing. Further to that, um, in parallel, we, we were developing a, an operator training system um, uh, with a partner that basically allowed us to simulate um, what was happening within the process so that we could actually train the operators up before they actually got onto the, you know, the equipment proper. Um, they could have a realistic training scenario. So again, it, it's kind of the digitalization piece there was um, the ability to sort of pull in and synthesize uh, and, and um, pull in 
and join up um, data, but also being able to um, simulate um, what's actually happening um, uh, out in the field and using that sort of in a training environment type scenario. Um, further to that, um, in project that I'm, I'm sort of been working on most uh, most recently, um, again, sort of common, it's a similar theme, uh, but, but we're basically going through and upgrading all of the network or process control network infrastructure uh, for a, a major blue chip um, client or mining client um, here in Australia. So again, it, it's it's us providing the services to be able to support the, the flow of, of data um, uh, so that the client can not only operate um, their assets, but also they can utilize those that, that data to make better decisions um, down the track. And ultimately, that's that, that's kind of where we want to get to um, uh, uh, within consulting specifically. Like, get to the point where we're not only supporting the um, uh, the infrastructure behind that data flow, but we're also then taking that data uh, and you know, pulling out insights for the clients so that they can operate better. Yeah, thanks, Josh. That's a really great insight into you know how digitalization is is driving value for our clients, which is obviously a really key thing that, that we want to be doing. Um, just moving on a bit about, um, you know, you mentioned mentoring, I think, before, and um, I know it's something quite important to you. So can you just talk to us a bit about how your relationships with mentors and mentees have helped your um, personal and professional development? Sure. Yeah, so... I see mentor, like mentor and mentee relationships as like a really, really key part of anybody's, um, you know, career or we, not so much even career, but personal development um, uh, process. Um, so for for folks that are, that are listening in, if if you don't have a mentor, I'd I'd really encourage you to look out there to to somebody that you may sort of aspire to to become or somebody that you re really respect. Um, that's perhaps sort of a level or two above you um, uh, to, you know, basically reach out and look to set up a, a mentor-mentee uh, relationship. But for me personally, I think some of the key the key learnings um, from my relationship with my mentors has been it's, it's exposure to a different way of thinking. So it, it's not necessarily just from, you know, Different people have different ways of of of, um, of thinking about a particular problem. So there's that that there's that different viewpoint or, or lens that you can apply to, to problems going forward based upon those those mentoring chats or co coaching chats. Um, but but also you know particularly as generally the relationship will be with somebody that's perhaps at a level or two above you in the organisation. You get access to that that bigger sort of picture level thinking. So looking at things perhaps a little bit more strategically than you may have done previously. And that supports you in terms of when you start having interactions with um, you know, your line managers, your project managers, your clients, that sort of thing. You, you can kind of bring a different way of looking uh, at things that brings value uh, to them. And so hence off the back of that, it will help you develop your career. Um, I think the other one is it's it's a great opportunity to learn from others' others' past experiences um, and you know some of the learnings from their careers and how their careers have developed um, 
again, that, that, that can be really useful data to help form your own career um, uh, career plans and uh, journeys. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Um, mentoring is a really um, key part of, of developing our careers, um, yeah, both personally and professional development. Um, and, you know, mentoring at Wood is obviously a part of our Inspire culture. Um, can you just talk to us a bit about, you know, what else you're doing to contribute to its Inspire culture? Sure. Yep. So um, I'm, I'm, I was fortunate enough um, that, that I'm part of the uh, Consulting Shadow leadership team. Um, so there's a, a group of us, um, varied um, backgrounds across the business and our remit at the start of the year was basically to look at our inspired culture um, pillar and, and come up with um, uh, initiatives that, that that we can basically look to deploy out in the business um, to to help us along the journey to get to a point where you know everybody loves to um, loves to work at, at Wood. So we've rolled out a number of um, initiatives. So um, some folks may have um, heard of the at the office initiative um, that's been spearheaded um, uh, by the the shadow leadership team. So that's out there um, at the moment, and we're just looking at um, uh, team building um, and how we can better embed that more consistently across the business um, at the moment, as well as looking at um, training and development um, again, because that's not only sort of an important part of. Uh, people's career uh, development, um, but it, it also sort of allows people to, um, uh, you know, bring bring new thinking and, and, and into sort of our overall wood culture. Mm-hmm. How how have you found being part of the the shadow leadership team? You know, it's kind of um, it's a really interesting um, concept that we've got here, and I know it's across um, a few of the a few of the teams that would. Um, it sort of bridges that gap between, um, you know, the rest of the organisation and and the leadership team. So yeah, I'm just interested to know like how you've personally found it. Yeah, so it, it's been a, a great opportunity to, I guess, not only engage with the the consulting leadership team in this in this instance, and and get again sort of exposure to you know what are some of the problems, how do how do they, um, you know. How do they look at those those particular um, problems, issues, or opportunities? Um, so, kind of exposure to that different kind of thinking. But I think what I've really been impressed with is, um, you know, they've, the leadership team has very much used us collectively as a sounding board to get information and disseminate information to and from uh, the business. So, I, I like to think that's helping um, shape what, you know their decision-making uh, for the business based upon the feedback that we're giving them um, from from, you know, from the teams that we work within. So I think that's that's been a really sort of positive uh, viewpoint in, in terms of their openness to sort of taking on um, uh, feedback and, uh, and acting upon it. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, feedback and listening and acting upon it is is key. It's absolutely key. And um you know, creating our inspired culture uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And just gonna um, ask you our closing question. So, Wood's mission is to design the future. Um, what does designing the future mean to you? Yeah, so I guess I've I've always had a really keen interest in 
technology um, and particularly sort of, you know, what, what's on the cutting edge. Um, and I think, you know, to me, it's, it's more about our design process and, and how do we design that for the future. So utilising, you know, there's been a lot of really exciting developments recently in, in terms of AI, so large language mod models, um, contextual AI models. Um, the, uh, it, the output of those is, I guess, really surprising, and it's 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 almost it seems to me like it's almost to the point now that we can really start leveraging some of those technologies um, to gain better insights from the analysis and data that we already do for our clients. Um, so, to me, it, it's really leveraging um, those technologies to to actually become much better at what we can do at serving the clients, at, at serving our clients. So it's a really ex exciting area um, and, and we're already doing some really great work in, in that area. Um, you know, we, we, we've been deploying AI models. Um, we, we're experimenting with chat GPT um, in, in some working groups. So I'm really excited to see where that leads. Thanks. Yeah, AI is, um, you know, it's definitely a hot topic at the moment, isn't it? And um, mm. certainly, certainly something that, yeah, would absolutely, what well, is already utilising and, and can just utilise more and more to, um, yeah, to bring that value. Um, so, no, that's really interesting. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us today, Josh, um, and for sharing your story. If you're feeling inspired, head over to our Remarkables on the Wood website, woodplc.com forward slash Remarkables. And you can subscribe to the Wood podcast on iTunes, Spotify or Google.